0: Hey, hello everyone!
1: It is me, John Park. Surprise! It's me this time. I'm hosting Show & Tell. I know we have a somewhat rotating cast of characters doing this uh, this week. It's me! So I'm excited to be here, and I am also really excited to check out your projects. So if you are interested in coming on Show & Tell uh, and showing us maybe something you're working on, could be a work in progress, a completed thing, uh, an idea, a dream, whatever you want, Come on and show it and talk about it for a couple of minutes here, and uh, people can take a look if you're looking for a link. We've got a blog post up, and we also have our Discord server, so if you go to adafruit.it slash Discord, look for the live broadcast chat channel, uh, and you'll find a link there as well as a lot of people hanging out and having conversations. Uh, So first off, I'm going to bring on a couple of Adafruit people, and then we've got... uh, Two or three people from the community to show their stuff. Uh, so they'll take a couple minutes to talk about their things, and we will probably get out of here a little bit early, so you'll have a chance to go grab a snack and a beverage before you tuck in for a uh, Ask an Engineer episode happening at eight o'clock Eastern Time. So uh, first up, we'll bring on Dan.
2: Okay, Dan. hi. So I'm Dan. I work uh, for Adafruit on the sort of Python. I'm a core developer for CircuitPython, but today I'm going to show you a new board that's under development, and I wrote a little demo for it. Cool. So, um, this board here, oh, we got really bad lag here. (laughs) All right, hold on a second. Let me switch the video. Let me restart this. Sure. Okay, hold on a second. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That's better.
1: Dan, you're one of those intrepid folks who uses Linux for this sort of thing, aren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's always dangerous. (laughs) Exciting. Okay, there we go. Oh, there we cool. go. All right. Now you can see. So this board is green, which means it's a it's a prototype board, mm-hmm. and this is an Adafruit Feather RP2040 um, Prop Maker. Okay. So we've had a we have a Feather wing called a Prop Maker, and that has that's really for cosplay kind of projects that want sound and Neopixels and um, has an accelerometer in it. And this board has all that stuff right on the board. This is in the uh, Feather RP2040 Bones series. We have a bunch of boards that start with a core, sort of a core RP2040 uh, RP20, uh, thing. And then there's room on the board to add a bunch of other stuff. So in this case, there's an accelerometer, an LIS3DH. There is an I2S amplifier, mm-hmm. mono, uh, that can drive uh, a one watt or a three watt speaker, depending on the impedance of the speaker. There is a five volt level converted NeoPixel pin. There is um, power to the NeoPixel strip, and all those things are on screw terminals here, so you don't need any soldering. Mm-hmm. And there is a um, three pin servo uh, connector, so you can connect up a servo, which wasn't true on the uh, Featherwing prop mm-hmm. maker. And there's also a spare IO pin that you can use for a button for use for input output. And you could also use the servo pin, uh, control pin as a regular input output if you needed a spare one. And as, as you'd expect, there's a Stemma QT connector in case you wanna connect up any other sensors or other I2C devices. Yeah. So what I've got here is a little demo There's a servo underneath this thing up here. It's a servo like this, but it's all wrapped up in blue tape, so you can't see that. And this is another kind of speaker that you can use. We sell these speakers, too. And so I have this set up so that if I lean the board to the left, the servo turns to the left, and I lean the board to the right, it turns to the right. And meanwhile, it's doing a little animation here. And if I press the button, then we get... I don't know exactly what this is, if this is a gun or something (laughs) or some kind of like. I uh, think that's a. It sounds like the
1: honking goose.
2: Yeah, this is a sound I stole from uh, one of our uh, sword projects. Sounds familiar. Okay. (laughs) So I made this without any soldering. Okay. And it's on the breadboard, but that's just to show you, you know, this very high class blue tape. Style here. But I hope, we hope uh, this is not out yet. But uh, it's under development and uh, looks pretty good. And it should make it a one board, no soldering project for all these kinds of cosplay projects.
1: Yeah. And you could battery power all of this, right?
2: That's right. There's a so there's you can attach a LiPo battery right here um, on the feather. And those power also go here. And also, there's control of. there's a there's a special control uh, pin here so that you can turn all the power to the uh, to the um, NeoPixel strip and the amplifier on and off. Mm-hmm. So if you want to power the thing down temporarily, you can do that and still have micro microcontroller
1: save uh, some running. save some battery life if you're using this as a prop exactly. or a cosplay exactly. thing. Exactly.
2: So we're well, really pleased with how this came out and. The more managed to squeeze all this stuff in on this <laughs> lot of one-inch square of space here. It's yeah,
1: hard. it's like the whole feather wing of the old prop maker is now a one-inch uh, little tail. On yeah, the,
2: great. Uh, it's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm excited about it. Thanks for sharing the demo. Really. Sure. Cool. uh And uh, I guess people should keep an eye on uh, ask an engineer and our blog and the and the store to see when this. Right. Uh,
2: so the board definition is already. it's already in. Um, uh, circuit python mm-hmm. if you want to go look at the pins or anything like that. So feather RP2040 prop maker is what it's
1: called. Fantastic. Thanks Perfect. for the demo, Dan. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. Bye bye. See ya. All right. Next up uh we have Scott. Hey Scott. Hello, can you hear me? I hear you great. What you working on? What's new?
3: Well I I've been doing a couple things. I showed Pico DVI last time, so that's checked in. And Dan just did a beta 2 release, so it should be in there. Heads up, the it is going to change just a little bit because of feedback from Toddbot. <laughs> um, so keep an eye on for that uh, for the next beta. Um, just the the frame buffer numbers you give it, um, which Toddbot doesn't know I'm going to do that yet, but <laughs> he'll figure <laughs> that out soon. Um, the other I thing I've been yeah, I've been uh, working on the IMX RTs, uh, this is the 1015 board, and I figured out just yesterday about how, how to get CircuitPython running on that along with TinyUF2, so that's been good, and I'm also adding the ability to speed up the flash um, before Circuit or as CircuitPython starts running, which will be cool too. I've got the 1020 here on my desk. I was just going to test them all, and it's not working, so I have more debugging to do um, tomorrow. Uh-huh. But then the other thing I wanted to show is uh, we got a report of e-ink. Oh, my thing is not quite long enough. <laughs> um, e-ink displays not refreshing correctly, and somebody was kind enough to say, "Like, hey, it's because you're doing big endian addressing, not little endian." Mm. And so uh, Lamore suggested I make a demo that tests it. So this mm-hmm. is that demo. So every ten seconds, it refreshes mm-hmm. and places a label in each corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's doing partial RAM refreshes and making sure that those addresses that we're giving to the displays
1: are correct. Oh, good. And what's um, the uh, practical uh, effect for watching the refresh if someone's using the old method versus this? Will it? Uh... So,
3: the old code just won't look right. <laughs> <laughs> um, particularly, like the first refresh usually works because your numbers are like zero, mm-hmm. and zero is the same uh, regardless of how you swap the bytes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then subsequent refreshes, like it 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 may blink, but it won't be it won't show your new data. Oh. Uh, for example, so there was actually like this has been a longstanding issue. Anicdata mm-hmm. filed some issues in 2019 that had this problem. Um, so if you're using like the 16, the SSD 1675, sixty, 1680, or 1681, mm-hmm. uh, you'll need to get latest and greatest CircuitPython and some new library code that that enables the little Indian addressing.
1: And uh, hey, can you show us the board you were using for that? Uh, yeah,
3: let, let me unplug it so I'm not constrained by the. So the 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 green board here is a prototype of the feather ink and you can see it was
1: Stopped. it was
3: it was, it was <laughs> designated for me, uh, which is cool. Um, it's just been super helpful. like we had these breakouts, but with these breakouts, you have to use a breadboard and everything. And I've started just like, I have a whole desk full of E-Inks and I just flip the ribbon cables out and I use the same feather for, for testing them all. It's really. That's excellent.
1: Yeah. Ribbon cable, all the things. That's the new mantra. I love the, uh, the I spy for SPI stuff (laughs) and for E-Ink. It's uh, life is good when, when you don't have to do all that wiring. Yep. Just got to be delicate with it. Yep. Great. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Thanks for hosting. Okay. You bet. Take care. Bye. All right, uh, let's see, next up we have from the community, Micah is coming on. Hey Micah.
0: Hello. So I've, I know I've shared this project a few times before, but this time it's a little different because it's no longer just a design and a screen or even a half working PCB. It now is a fully functional board and it's <clears throat> almost ready to be sent around the world. Ooh, cool. Um, I've simplified the design to make it smaller and less expensive. And the, because the previous ver- and the previous version would have cost $35, this one's target price is about 20 Um, There's a few problems with this version that I plan to work through. Uh, inc- and there's a non exhaustive list. There's a component directly under the battery connector. Um, I'm not sure if you can see that. Right here, there's a, there's a transistor yeah. right under it. And mm-hmm. when you unplug yeah. the battery, the transistor gets ripped off.
1: Ah, whoops. <laughs> I-
0: I learned the hard way. Uh, (laughs) And the holes that I used to attach the wires, sorry, uh, right here, ah, ah, right there. uh, They're too small and too close to the edge. And the USB-C port, um, I actually had to trim this edge because it was too close. Oh. uh, And you couldn't plug in the USB cord. And for people who don't know, this is the haptic fidget spinner. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I should have yep. given an no, no introduction. Worries. It's a haptic feedback fidget spinner, so it uses vibration motors mounted on the back to make it feel like it's spinning, uh, but it's staying still. So right. sorry, I should have int- introduced it first. But I've um, been working on it for maybe f- four months at this point. Hmm. Um, and also, there's no low battery indicator, so mm-hmm. when the battery starts to run out, it just starts to get less responsive, and you don't notice that That's it's right, that you right, don't know. Right. But there's a lot of good things about it too. It's EVR-based, which does mean no more Circuit Python, which is very sad. Uh-huh. Um, but it means it's a simpler design; it can be smaller and have less power consumption. There are only three motors instead of eight. I don't know why I chose eight last time. It was <laughs> not not a very good choice because it, may, it meant a lot more complexity and it had to be a lot bigger Uh but now there's three it actually means you can tell which motor's on at any given Mm. time more precisely so it's it actually feels like it's spinning more 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 better um the buttons are quieter which is kind of accidental um but they're quieter so yay and this is a big one for me it didn't need any rework Congrats. So I, I didn't have to solder any wires to it when I got it, other than the motors. That's a triumph. Yeah. And it's smaller, easier to hold, and all in all, I'm super excited to see what the future holds for it. And I I hope it helps people around the world. It's not super, it's not like life changing or anything, but I hope I hope it helps some people reduce anxiety. Yeah. And of I've course, done. of course, it's open source. You can download mm-hmm. the the design, both the CAD and the firmware from GitHub, and it's all under the MIT license. So. That's yeah.
1: fantastic. If people want to find out more right now, what's a good link for them to, to uh, go?
0: I will drop one in the Discord. Super. That's fantastic. Thank you all so right. much, Micah. Congrats on, you. The, uh, on the update. Take care. Thanks. You too. Very cool
1: fidget spinner. Uh, all right. Next up, we're going to bring on ToddBot. <laughs> He's already been name-checked on this very uh, <laughs> yeah. broadcast. Yeah. Yeah,
4: sorry to newt. Uh, you know, um, but and I will get back to that. But first, I would like to say I am super pleased that we have uh, animated GIF support in CircuitPython Python now. <laughs> I've been having tons of fun with it. <laughs> so thank you, Gambler and other people who have worked on it. It's so cool. That
1: is um, fantastic. That yeah, GIF yeah, is... and
4: like you showed this like last time I think, um, or in one of your shows. But uh, this is doing oh. some hacks writing directly to the spi of the of the display so it's a little bit faster than you would normally do with display io but awesome
1: oh my god (laughs) and and this this gif is it looks like it's almost like in a snow globe or something because of your round display yeah uh, it's bonkers
4: yeah, yeah. The round, the round display really really sells it. Um, but the thing I worked on, so this is, this is really not my work. This is all like your work and Gambler's work and you know, other people from CircuitPython. Um, but for me, for the thing I was working on today is I was playing around with the, with the HDMI DVI support that's now in CircuitPython. And let me bring in my picture-in-picture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's enable that.
4: And so um, here's the Pico DVI board on a little tripler and it's got a little, little thing here. So I've used, this is like, this is a little like sci-fi display of just um, 768 display IO objects just being turned on and off sort of as a little, you know, bleep, 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 bloop computer display. Right. Yeah. Um, another, uh, another little thing I got here is. Just prove that it's actually CircuitPython. Um, so here's something fairly similar, but this one is talking seesaw, I squared C to this little joypad, oh. and so I can drive around this little emoticon spaceship with That's the joystick. That's so cute!
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> you made it another good game. That is so great.
4: So, so the reason why this is um, important to me is um, I was trying to get the seesaw, I squared C stuff to work in the Arduino. Um, uh, in in Arduino with the Pico DVI library and it was just not working. There was like something weird going on where it was it would work for a couple seconds and then crash or whatever. And so I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, it's probably something I'm doing wrong, but uh, but this in Circuit Python just works straight away, you know. Sure. So, oh,
1: cool.
4: <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got.
1: I love that. Uh, <laughs> what sort of uh, resolution are you sending? Do you know from, like, <laughs> the display to 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 Tan Newt's point a little bit like. This is a yeah, yeah. So, guy. so it's
4: all it, it, it's it's in CircuitPython. Um, if you're doing any sort of color, it's 320 by 320 by 240. Um, it's currently configured as 640 by 480 because that's what the monitor is actually getting. The monitor is actually getting 640 by 480. Every pixel is doubled. Um, and I think that might be what's going on in the in the Arduino library as well. I need to go back and check that out because our because the Arduino library talks about it in terms of 320 by 240. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's 320. But it, it's a it's a display on a monitor. Yeah,
1: oh, <laughs> great. Uh, so someone over in the Discord just posted a nice GIF of asteroids. So I think that's a hint. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that we well, if
4: if you yeah. recall, I've got a I've got that that asteroid that CircuitPython asteroids I did like two years ago, right. and yeah, I was starting I'll to be- port that to to you know a a no a no solder solution. You just put the Feather DVI and this little joystick on a doubler, and then you've got a little arcade box that can yeah. control a TV. That's wild. But I was running into problems in Arduino's. So. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> thankfully, CircuitPython works.
1: Thanks so much for bringing your updates on. Very exciting. Love seeing the EVI <laughs> Feather stuff. It's amazing. Really cool. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, and last up, we've got uh, Mark Gambler. Hey, Mark.
5: Hey. So, the project I've got this week all started when i needed a new fan for my computer which resulted in me going to the store and buying a new video card because i was there and then finding (laughs) out the video card would not fit in my current case
1: oh this is familiar yeah yeah so long story short (laughs) i
5: eventually had a new case with uh rgb lighting on the fans oh yeah and i thought i need to control these oh goodness um so What I found out was that it's basically NeoPixels that are in all the modern fans, but my motherboard couldn't drive them. So I was like, this should just work with CircuitPython and most Mm -hmm. of the boards I've got. Uh, But what it wouldn't do is there's the Scorpio, which is great if you want to control a lot of NeoPixels, but it can't connect anything. And -hmm. there's lots of NFR chips that are great for Bluetooth, but they don't do the level shifting. Though the itsy-bitsy I did find out about after I did all this work. Oh, but because it has that 5 just... yeah. So I have now designed this board, which is um, basically an NRF52840 chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's doing the level shifting up to 5 volts for all the addressable RGB fans in my case. Mm-hmm. So while I'm showing this, I'm trying to move my webcam over. So I can show, there's the case, Ooh. with all the fans being yeah. controlled. Oh, that's uh, cool. So like the Scorpio, there's eight different outputs. So And I made them all the size, so you could plug each individual strip that you've got in mm-hmm. your case into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's hope this is still connected, through the uh, FileGlider app that Adafruit has, I can save. Let's see if it restarts. Yeah. Yeah. And without having to open my case at all, I can <laughs> change the code.
1: That's awesome. Oh, that's really cool.
5: So yeah, this all worked out better than expected.
1: <laughs> Just because your fan broke.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, because my yeah, CPU was overheating and my fan broke. I ended up designing a new next thing you know. <laughs> You're designing. Um, yeah. Uh, so now that. this can just sit in my case. It can control everything. Um, right now I can use file glider, edit remotely. I might actually just make a little Bluetooth controller or something, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah.
1: And, and are you powering that board off of case power, like a five volt rail?
5: Yeah. So they actually did have the top right connector is actually just five volts mm-hmm. that came out of the top of the case i just found it and realized mm-hmm. it had five volts mm-hmm. uh, so yeah it's all self-contained you don't need to run a usb cable either internally or outside so it works really well in that way and then it distributes the power throughout the board um yeah
1: excellent job very cool uh thanks i, I love the lengths you went to and uh, it's well worth it and that's a cool looking case too Yeah, all sorts of thanks. yeah running. it I
5: figured different. since I was already so far in the hole with everything, why not
1: <laughs> double down?
5: <laughs> now, maybe I'll just throw some NeoPixel strips around the edge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: More interior lighting. That's fantastic. Uh, you've got what? Three more uh, strips you can plug into your board there, right?
5: Yeah. And I could move the power around too or figure uh-huh. something out. But yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, th- actually, the only thing right now is the um, one of the resistor kits isn't quite soldered correctly because I mean, it's pretty zoomed in there, but I didn't quite realize how small those were Mm -hmm. and trying to solder those by just a hot plate Mm -hmm. was exciting. Challenging. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, great work. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate the lengths you went to and uh, uh, I I love the creative stuff you bring on each time. So thank you, Mark.
5: Yeah. Thanks a
1: lot. All right. Take care. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for stopping by with your very cool, very interesting projects. That was a lot of fun to check out. Uh, People are chatting about stuff over on our Discord, uh, if you wanna go check that out and hang out, drop in any links and things um, and answer any questions, that would be fantastic. Now you've got about seven minutes to go grab a snack and a beverage and get ready for Ask an Engineer, which is happening at eight o'clock Eastern time, right here on your favorite Adafruit broadcast channel network thing. Uh, For Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been Show and Tell with everyone from Adafruit and the community joining in. We appreciate it so
5: much and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.